What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode number 15 of From the Red Corner. I'm back. I got an awesome interview today with Bellator Bantamweight Josh Hill. Great interview, man. Super, super interesting dude to talk to. And he's... And he's stated it. In my opinion, he's a part of one of the best divisions in mixed martial arts right now, and that's the Bellator Bantamweight division because it's fucking loaded. We're going to get to him in a little bit. Right now, let's start right off the hop. I'm going to recap UFC 271, Adesanya Whitaker. It was a decent fight card, man. It really was. <clears throat> let's start on the lower cards. We're going to go to uh, the prelims. We got Kyler Phillips with a big win over Marcelo Rojo. Submission, triangle armbar. Then we got, oh, we'll go to the, 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 the main event, I guess you could say, on the prelims. Andre Volkan, Andre Volkanovsky, Jesus Christ. Listen to me. I'm a mush this week, guys. It's only Tuesday. Andre Arlovsky gets his third straight win over Jared Vanderar. Split the shizion win. Still got the W. Dude's still fucking doing it at... Uh, don't 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 judge me for hearing my mouth click. Still, dude's still doing it at 43 years old. Absolute fucking legend of MMA in the heavyweight division. Just in general, disregard the heavyweight division. Just an absolute fucking legend, dude. He was actually one of my first fighters I started watching. I fucking love Pitbull. The original Pitbull, not the fucking chodes there from Bellator. This is a real Pitbull. Um, I like I like Arlovsky, and who knows, dude? He's forty three, but the heavyweight division's kind of whatever right now. He can string some fucking win more wins together. Why not put him in a title shot at this point? Honestly, who cares? The heavyweight division's um, <clears throat> excuse me, at best floundering. I mean, you don't know what's going on with the champ. You you don't know you you don't know what's next in the UFC heavyweight division right now, and I don't. I don't think it's fucking crazy to say that Arlovsky could get a title shot if he keeps winning. That's all you got to do is keep winning. You know, it, really, like, that's all it is. Just win, baby. I can't think of the dude who said that. The owner, who's the owner for the fucking Raiders? Al. Al. Al, oh, this is going to piss me off. Sorry, guys, I got to look it up. Ah. Uh... Al, 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 Al Davis. There we go. That's what that's what I wanted. That's pathetic that I couldn't think of that. Um, like again, big win for Arlovsky. Now I want to go to uh, the second to last fight in the prelims. Casey O'Neill beating Roxanne Modafferi. Modafferi's retirement fight. Um, Modafferi is she never won a major title. She never did this. She never. She's a fucking legend. She should be in the UFC Hall of Fame one day. She's a legend. She is like I, I don't know who said it. It might have been it might have been Izzy. She's one of the true last mixed martial artists. Like she said it, she's just some nerd who's punching people in the face. Good for her, man. 39 years old. What a career. She's fought the who's fucking who, too. Let's not forget, dude, she did have a title fight in the UFC against Nico Montagna. And I mean, Nico Montagna wasn't uh, wasn't the uh, best champion in UFC history, to say the least. But good for her, dude. Honestly, like, what a career! Like, one of her biggest wins, Macy Barber, a few years ago, lad, uh, twenty twenty. Uh, that Barber got hurt, but who gives a shit? Don't take anything away from Roxy. 
Um, let's not forget when she dominated uh, Antonio Antonia Shevchenko. Um, I saw her fight. And did she fight in Utica? No, no, that wasn't her. I, I apologize. That was Sajara Eubanks. Um, uh, she finished Barb Honchak on the uh, Ultimate Fighter finale series. Um, she, like I said, she's fought everyone, dude. Jennifer Maya, Andrea Lee, Raquel Pennington. Like I said, Barb Honchak twice. Um, I believe she fought Shayna Baszler at some point, I'm assuming. Yeah, Shayna Baszler, she lost to her by uh, Hammerlock. But, dude, she's had how many fights? She's she's 26 and 20. She's had 46 fights, dude. Like, she started fighting in 2003 was her first professional fight, man. And that was when women's MMA was nothing, literally nothing. She was... I know she had a blog or something about her before, because she used to live in Japan for like a long time, I think, at least a couple of years. Um, again, man, like I said, amazing story. Hats off to her. But let's not take that away from Casey O'Neill, too. Casey O'Neill, she is a fucking rising star. I think she is going to be awesome. I- I've talked about her before. She's 9-0. She's only 24, dude. She's got the charisma. She's got the attitude. I love everything about this girl. She is the Scottish sensation, I call her. King Casey's kind of lame. But I don't know, man. She's Australian, British, Scottish. It's amazing, dude. Like, she's the best. I like Casey O'Neill, man. And especially in that division, you need new blood in that division, dude, because Shevchenko's about to lap everyone. Um, yeah. She's awesome, dude. She's a hell of a fighter. And like I said, she's still young, dude. She's still young. And uh, that's the biggest thing, dude. They need young blood in that division, in the flyweight division for the women. But hats off to Casey O'Neill and hats off to Roxanne Montefiore. Hopefully she enjoys her retirement. I'm sure she's already said she's still going to be around the fight game. Good for her. I know her her fiancé is actually a fighter. I don't know who it is. I can't think of his name, and I'm not going to, like... I won't be doing him justice if I find his name and then all of a sudden say it. But let's move to the main card. You got Bobby Green with a big win over Nasra. I, I can always... Never pronounce his name. Unanimous decision, 20, uh, 27-30. 30-27, as most normal people say, but I read it like a moron. Um, Bobby Green's been on a fucking streak, man. Bobby Green's looked really fucking good. Um... He, I mean, yeah, it's two in a row, but let's remember he knocked out Ally Aquinta. He lost that fight to uh, Rafael Faziev. Faziev. Jeepers. Lost to him. He lost to Tiago Moises before, but I don't know, man. That was unanimous, but it was closer than I thought. Um, And then, and then we're going to get to him later. You know what? We're going to save that for after the interview. I want to talk about what a fucking baller Bobby Green is. And he seems like a genuinely good guy. Love to have him on the podcast. Hanato Moicano over Alexander Hernandez. Submission rear naked choke. Second round. Moicano's, um, he's been doing, I don't know. He's just kind of that guy. He's almost like the gatekeeper of the division, it seems like. Uh, he, yeah. Not much to say. I think Alex Hernandez is very meh. He's really calmed down since his UFC debut. Can you imagine that? This motherfucker came into the UFC 
And I'm pretty sure he knocked out Benil Dariush in like fucking 30 seconds. I looked it up. 42 seconds. Benil Dariush. He's like the number five lightweight right now in the UFC. Four, maybe. And he knocked him out. And then after that, he... Yeah, since that fight, he's he's alternated wins and losses. So, not great. He hasn't looked very good. Um, he was the ultimate hype train, and I think he bought into his own hype. And he, he for sure, sparked his own hype, especially with the whole Cerrone shit talk, and then Cerrone made him pay dearly for that fight. But, I don't know. It's, it's whatever. He's, he's never really done anything for me, to be honest with you. I always thought he was kind of a clown. But Jared Cannonier defeating Derek Brunson is a huge win. Knockout. Elbows. Brunson's Brunson's a beast. He had the fight won. Jared Cannonier is an absolute dog. In my opinion, he's probably next for the middleweight title fight. Um, I think you could give it to him. I think you could. I mean, you got to look at Sean Strickland, man. Um, Cannonier's won four out of five. Five out of six, sorry. Um, but yeah, man, I think it's gonna be Jerry Cannonier, and I have no problem with that. Thirty-seven. Um, Cannonier is an absolute fucking beast, the killer gorilla. He's awesome. I, I look forward to seeing that. And I, this was this was the people's main event, man. Ty Tuivasa knocks out Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis could have won that fight in the first round too. The ref would have stopped that fight, and nobody would have said no. You know what I mean? Lewis was putting putting it on Tuivasa. And then Tuivasa in the second round just folded him. I've never seen Derek Lewis go down like that ever. Um, Tuivasa is a contender now. He's a for sure contender. I'd say put him in the top six. He's actually number three, apparently, in the heavyweight division. I just looked that up. Um, I'm sorry if you guys can hear my keyboard. Um, but yeah, three, man. That's a huge jump because I'm pretty sure he was like... Uh, 12, maybe, I think. I could be wrong, unless that website was incorrect, which Wikipedia isn't the best place to get things, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's just... Uh, now, he is three. He is three. You got uh, Francis Ngannou, Ciro Gan, Stipe Miocic, and Tai Tuivasa. Good for him, man. Um, we'll see. We'll see what the rest of the year brings, man. Tai Tuivasa is a dog. Give him a fucking title fight. Who gives a shit? Let's go. Let's move this along. Um, now to the main event. I don't know. I, I think I might have to rewatch it because I see a lot of people saying uh, Bobby Knuckles, Robert Whitaker beat Israel Adesanya. I didn't think so. I, I think Izzy, I, I mean, say what you want to say, man, but like Izzy did everything he needed to do to win that fight. Just because he wasn't a showman like he's been before, you know, just because... He didn't, like, fucking knock him out. Like, I don't know. We didn't say that with GSP and Anderson Silver when they weren't knocking people out. Like, GSP went years without finishing someone. Years. Until he beat, knocked out Bisping and choked him out. Nobody said that about GSP. Nobody said he was boring. I think, and then Michael Chandler to come out and say that a real champion stands there and bangs. Like, dude. No, like, Izzy won the fight, Bobby Knuckles lost, and it was a great fight. I thought if you're a fan of the UFC, if you're a true fan of MMA, I think that was a hell of a fight. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Whitaker definitely won some rounds. Um, 
He took Izzy down, but I think the thing with Whitaker taking him down was he didn't do anything. He didn't do any damage, couldn't get any ground and pound in. For the most part, Izzy got right back up every time Whitaker took him down, which for sure hurt Whitaker in the long run in the scoring, in my opinion. But, like, I don't... Why you got to hate on everyone, dude? Like, Izzy's not going to knock people out all the time. He's not going to fucking finish people. Whitaker's probably his toughest challenge in the division, and now he's beat him twice, knocked him out once, took him to a decision the second time. I think Israel Adesanya, in my opinion, is the best fighter in the UFC, pound for pound. I don't put John Jones even in my top ten list because the dude doesn't fought in, what, two, three years? I don't give a shit. Um, and I think he's a dirt ball. So say what you want. I, I think John Jones is a hell of a fighter. Probably one of the best fighters we've ever seen. But his out-of-the-cage antics are just too much for me, man. Izzy's the number one, in my opinion. He's the best fighter in the world. I know he lost to Jan. But unless you're Khabib Nurmagomedov, everybody fucking loses, dude. Everybody fucking loses. And right now, Izzy's a top dog in the division. And I don't see it happen- changing anytime soon. Even if Cannoneer takes the fight, yeah. Like, it, it, it goes back to the old saying... Cannoneer's got a puncher's chance. Everybody's got a chance. You know what I mean? But Izzy's just a different level. Like, his footwork, his feints, like, his combinations. Like, he's so crisp. He's so clean. Like, Izzy's just that fucking good, dude. And I know. I know. Anderson Silva was incredible. Anderson Silva's a GOAT. Anderson Silva's a legend. But I think we're getting to that state, man, where you're going to see people comparing them. And I think Izzy's body of work... Maybe better than Silva's. When it's all said and done, I think Izzy's body of work will be better than Anderson Silva's, and he is the all-time middleweight. It's crazy to say because Anderson Silva is such a fucking legend. Like I said, an absolute fucking goat. But I love Adesanya. I think he's a showman. Like, he doesn't take the shit talk too far. I mean, there was that time he did bring up 9-11, so that was probably a little bit too far. But people make mistakes. Izzy was just talking out of his ass that day. It happens, dude. Izzy seems like a good dude, real good guy, like takes care of his friends, takes care of his family. That's that's the guy the UFC should promote, and they do. Um, Israel Adesanya, and still, and in my opinion, and still for a long-ass fucking time. That's all for UFC 271, guys. I'm going to take you over to my guy, number seven, Bantamweight. Bellator, Josh Hill. This interview is brought to you by Dano's All-Purpose Seasonings. Go to danos.com. Get yourself some regular seasoning, spicy, and new spicy Chipotle seasonings. Cool thing is about Dano's, guys, it's all low sodium, no sodium. It's tremendous. You can put that shit on anything. Steak, shrimp, chicken, veggies, eggs. I put it on my eggs. Like It's tremendous. Go to danosseasonings.com. Tell them the tailgate sent you. That's, again, danosseasonings.com tell them the tailgate sent you and without further ado Bellator Bantamweight Josh Hill alright guys I got Bellator MMA Bantamweight Josh Hill 21 and 4 number 7 ranked Josh this is probably the deepest division Bellator has yeah yeah I think so man for sure but um, I think it's probably the deepest division in MMA right now yeah I mean, yeah, I could say I just I just looked up the rankings like two minutes ago. Um, 
there's your seven. There's so many fights ahead of you. Is there anybody you want? Uh, I mean, everybody ahead of me, man. I, I want in the, the Grand Prix right now. Um, that would be ideal on the, the official alternate. Um, so I'm hoping I can get in there. Um, and yeah, man, of, of course, Pettis got the belt now. So that's the guy that they got on hunt for. All right. So I, I guess we'll start at the beginning. You're from Hamilton, Ontario. Do you live in Ontario, do, in Canada still? I do. I, I, I moved, uh, I'm out in Niagara now, actually in Font Hill. Are you afraid of all the truckers as well? I'm not afraid of all the truckers. I support the truckers, man. Uh, I love what they're doing. No, I get it. I work at a nursing home. I, I'm an admin, so I had to get everything. So, right on. I yeah. think it should be a choice, but yes, hundred uh, percent. I, I I don't care if you're vaxxed or unvaxxed, whatever. Um, it it should be total choice, and especially now with all the knowledge we know of, you can still get COVID. You can still pass COVID. Um, so really the, the whole argument, not that it shouldn't even be an argument to begin with, but the whole argument is, is, should be gone now uh, of forcing people to be vaccinated. Right. Have you had it? COVID? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, I, not officially, I haven't tested and tested positive for it. Um, right. there was times during this whole thing where I was sick and it lingered for a while and, and maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Um, what got you into MMA? Being like, were you just a George St. Pierre guy? No, no. Um, I, I've always loved fighting, man. I've always loved uh, MMA. I, I remember going back to the my old video store and renting the VHS tapes when I was like 12 years old and watching them. Um, but yeah, I just I, my hockey career was coming to an end. I played junior hockey for for a while, and uh, I needed something to fill the void. Uh, of contact really i needed contact sports in my life so uh, i was just working out and i seen a a class going on and i jumped in and i was uh, i was just hooked from day one i that's i was actually going to ask you if you were a hockey guy still yeah do you have a team yes i do uh they're not doing very good this year philadelphia flyers though man they've been my team for what am i th- probably like 25 years i'm a sabers fan so Ooh, yeah, yeah. I had to watch the Vegas game to see if Jack Eichel got hurt again last night or something. Yeah. I don't, they're not – I think they're moving upward, Buffalo. You can only move up, right? You, you, you would assume, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so you played hockey. How long – when did that end? Uh, 21 was yeah. my last year junior, yeah. Where? Uh, how far did you get up? Who did you play for? I played for the junior C, uh, Glamour Rangers. Um, I, I, I was not like a super all-star hockey player. I probably could have played some junior B. I got offered a spot on a junior B squad, but I wanted to stay with, um, my buddies in junior C and, and in junior C got an extra year out of it actually. So that's why I stayed down there. But yeah, it was, it was just more for fun for me. Right. So there was like no fighter you looked up to coming up or anything. It doesn't seem like I've interviewed, you're probably my 15th interview it doesn't seem like anybody's had one I did I mean um I was a big fan of the like the smaller guys you know being a smaller guy myself so Jens Pauler was always a guy that he was like the, the original little guy um and yeah so Jens Pauler was my favor who you know I, I got to become friends with and train with over the years and still to this day he was always a guy that I looked up to and loved watching the WEC um and, and then you know 
Sean Shirk was one in, in, you know, the UFC early days, um, Matt Hughes. Um, but yeah, there wasn't really like one specific person. Uh, and then George, of course, everybody loves George. Right. Seems like one of the nicest guys possibly ever. Yeah. Um, you're actually the second person in a row that I've had on here that came from tough. You were on tough 18. Yeah. Whose team were you on? Tate or I was on Tate. Misha Tate's team. How was that working with her? Cause I'll, you can tell me that and I'll, then I'll ask another question after that. Uh, it was good, man. Yeah, it was good. Um, it was great. It was, it was a great, it was a cool experience, man. Um, I think it's, I'm glad I did it. I, I, I really am. I wish I had done it a little bit later in my career. I wish I had a bit more experience and, and a little bit more comfortability in, in the sport, but, um, and, and the timing of it. Um, but other than that, uh, yeah, it was fun, man. That's what that's. I just had uh, Raquel Pennington. She wasn't on that season, right? Yeah, Raquel oh, she, was on okay. my team. Yeah, yeah. She didn't have great things to say about. I can't think of her name. Uh, Juliana Pena. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's pretty much everybody in in, in the house, uh, or at least on our team. And I, I'm not gonna like rag on her, but like. It, no, she didn't she's... either. She didn't. It was almost like I don't know. It's tough to say how she explained. You know what I mean? Like, she didn't call her a bad person or anything it was just like yeah. bad vibes kind of yeah i guess she's definitely the person i wouldn't want to live with because we're all living together right um and yeah so I, you just it's just more of a i don't know there was i guess an, an annoyance i guess but uh, yeah she wasn't a bad person or anything like that right how was the whole because you were shut off right from the outside world yeah man. yeah so five Five, we were in the house for about five weeks or so. Um, and yeah, you have no, you know, you take off, you have your phone, you have no internet, no, nothing really. So, yeah. What did, what did you put on the lists like for them to pick up? Right. She said you just had lists and they're like, they would get it. Yeah. That, I mean, it's a, uh, it's amazing, but it's also difficult because you got to make weight in 24 hours notice. Right. Um, and there's nothing to do. You could play pool, chess, cards let's like there that was pretty much it um and then you could just eat and you could order whatever you wanted which was uh amazing but not cool if you gotta make weight the next day so that right. was the difficult part right just hanging out in the kitchen and trying not to eat too much food or bad food and uh that's why two guys in my uh, my season miss weight yeah that was our dude they like emasculated those two guys too when they miss weight it was yeah. bad because the one dude wasn't he the number one guy? I can't I even remember his name. Uh, there was Shark Bait was the first. Um, yeah, and he just, yeah, I I got along with all everybody there, so that sucks to see it. But yeah, he just uh, those guys are keeping their weight way too high, and and then then he was supposed to fight Cody, and he missed weight, and then, and then, and then Cody missed. Yeah, weight. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, it was it was not good. It's, it sucked I, for those dudes. I tend to go on like deep dive sometime if I'm on YouTube and like, it'll just show up. So I'll be like, I'll watch this. Um, there's something else I was going to ask you. I have a cheat sheet over here. So don't, don't rag on me for that. <laughs> all good. Um, and you're five out of your last six, which is huge. I didn't watch. I was going to watch the stop. Was it Raytheon stats? He's got a yeah. weird name. Raytheon, was that a yeah. decision? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're 21 and four. That's what I wanted to ask about the last dude you fought, Scoggins. He mm. missed weight. 
pretty badly too. Five pounds, well, four, I guess you should say. Yeah. yeah. What goes through your mind when that happens? Because I've always wondered, like, because it's one of those like primal instincts where you're like, yeah, I'm gonna fight anyways, but it's like, but why? Yeah, man. It was it was funny because you know that was my 25th pro fight plus tough, um, and, and we were staying on the way of the weigh-ins. I'm like, you know, it's pretty crazy. All these 25 fights, I've never had anybody miss weight. Um, and then sure enough, we get down there and the guy's like, oh, your opponent missed weight by four pounds or whatever. And I'm just like, wow. And, and so, it, yeah, if he had just come in and missed weight, at, you know, half a pound, a pound, um, I would have been like, oh, you know, it's an idiot. Like, you know, like you, you missed weight, you're going to give me 20% of your purse and then that's it, you know, right. thank you. But, uh, but yeah, four pounds, man, that's, that's huge um especially for in the lighter weight class that's a big miss right so i was like that's crazy so i, I went back and I, we talked and i thought about it. I'm like you know what that's it was ridiculous like so i said i'm like give me 50 percent of his purse um you know because i made weight we're here if he wants to really fight you know he's got to pay for it uh, and then he came back saying no you know and then they said 45 and he said no and then um ended up agreeing at uh, 35 percent um i mean and just more like a take it. I said, this is it. Either you, you know, we get this and, and you can fight. You can still potentially make money um, or you don't get anything, you know? So that's what we agreed to. Now I've always wondered, what's the deal with that? Like, say you make weight, he doesn't. What if you don't want to fight? Do you still get a show purse? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, I mean, clearly the extra weight didn't help him much. You took him out in what the second round by TKO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, you come from World Series of Fighting, too, which you fought Marlon Marais, who used to be my guy. Before he became, like, big time in the UFC, he used to Instagram talk to me all the time. Now he doesn't answer me. Oh, really? Yeah, like, doesn't – not too – like, it'll say scene, and I'm like, okay. Um, when did – that was your first title fight, correct? Uh, yeah, I won. I won a title in Canada. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but, but yeah, as far as a, a big, you know, one of the big shows in the world, yeah, that was my first one. Yeah. Right now, how was it fighting him? I always thought, like before, when he came into the UFC, I thought he was a pretty unknown. But I always thought he was very under the radar for him. Really? No, I, I when he came to the UFC, I, it was pretty. I thought it was a big. I mean, maybe just because I'm in this, I'm in fought him and I'm in the scene, right? So. Right. But uh, but he was a he was still i mean he's going through a tough time now but uh yeah. he was a he was a killer man and I, I mean the first fight i think a lot of people just assumed he would just run over me you know what yeah. i mean um they thought i would probably just try to wrestle him and he beat me up but you know the first fight you know it was five round you know back and forth war and if you looked at us after the fight you would have thought i would have won the fight just by our physical presence because he was all beat up and i looked fine um and the second fight was going very well again I, I was having feeling very great in there but then he caught me in the second round and he's the he finished he's the only person to finish me in my career um and yeah when he came to dfc he, he started off amazing he was running through guys and, and worked his way up to a title shot and then was beating the shit out of cejudo for the title and i'm like oh my god he's gonna be murdering him yeah. and then just like like a switch man he just like runs out of gas um and then just ever since then is he's just declined and uh I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just a confidence thing, if it's too many wars, or I know he left Mark Henry. Uh, I don't know if that oh, had did something he? to do with it, too. Yeah. I didn't know uh, that. I actually yeah, met so, 
they were in Utica he when he fought Rivera. That's right mm. there. I met oh, both yeah. of them. I was talking to Mark Henry. And yeah, they were cool dudes. Mm. Um, and like you said about the Cejudo fight, I was like, this is going to be easy work. And it's almost like a combination of he ran out of gas and just completely changed the game plan from running out of gas. Yeah, yeah. And, and when I, if, as of late, anyway, the last, I remember six fights, he just like, when he stops or like when it, he just done, you know what I mean? There's, mm-hmm. there's no like slowly, slow decline. It's like he's going and then, uh, and then everything just kind of halters and, and, he's, and he's out of the fight. Yeah, I don't remember who it was he got knocked out by last time, but like, Another one, he had the guy dead to right. Marab. Marab. Yeah. yeah. Marab's a hell of a fighter, too, man. He's so good. And I said, I might watch it. Marlon's going to knock him out in the first round, or this guy's going to beat him up either TKO later or decision. And because then, you know, that fight, you know, if if the referee jumped in, I don't think anybody would have complained. Right. Um, but, you know, that credit to that guy for uh, not stopping and Marab for fighting through it. And uh, and I said after the first round, like, Marlon's done, you know, unfortunately. Now, I saw you fought in Romania. How was that? How Romania was Romania? Was cool. It was cool. And my coach, Alan, uh, is Romanian. Um, so that was the hookup there. He brought me out there. Uh, and it was, it was great to go out there with somebody that's from there. So, he, you know, he speaks the language and knows everything. And so it was, it was a super cool trip, man. Um, got, to go, got to go to, like, Dracula's Castle. Check that out in that's Pennsylvania. Yeah, um, and, and as far as the show was cool too, man. Um, they put on a great show as well. Uh, I got when I was out there, I, I got food poisoning right before the fight, and um, yeah, it was bad. I was just couldn't keep anything down all night leading up to the fight and the day of it. And um, I, you know, I was I was worried. Like, but they fought and almost knocked the guy in the first round, and then uh, he survived it. And I, I ended up beating, winning decision in the fight. But I, I should have been able to finish the guy in the first. Your nickname's Gentleman. Where did you get – I mean, I could probably obviously see where I get that from. You seem like a good dude. But is that just why? No. Um, my uncle, my great uncle, uh, grandpa's brother, was a professional wrestler um, in the now WWE, but it was the WWF back then. Um, and he was had a bunch of different monikers, a bunch of different names. Um, but probably one of his more famous names was uh, Gentleman Jerry Valiant. Oh, uh, Really? Uh, yeah, he's part of the Valiant Brothers. Get out of town. That's cool. Yeah, yeah so they were like the tag team champs at one point. And, you know, he, he wrestled with a bunch of big name guys throughout his career. And uh, so that was my uncle. My dad said you should go as gen- gentleman Josh Hill. And just kind of stuck. Now, keep it on. Do you, do you watch wrestling? I used to. I, like most people, I grew up with it. And I loved like the golden era. The attitude era was amazing. Right. And I was a huge fan. I fell away from it, and then I got back into it probably like, I don't know what to be in that 20, probably like 10 years ago, I got into it again, and I followed it for a few years, but then I just, it's hard to keep up with that, man, and it isn't the same as it once was. No. Um, so, I'll tune in, I'll try to tune in to watch like WrestleManias here and there, and some maybe some Rumbles, but I don't watch it on the regular. I'm assuming you're a Hitman guy? I liked Hitman, yeah, yeah, I mean, who, who didn't in Canada, really, but yeah, I was a fan. Yeah, I'll be honest with you, I was more of an Owen guy. Oh, and yeah, actually, so as a kid, I remember like, you know, how they had the rivalry. I was like, a, I was on team Brett when they did that. Right. You know, as an adult now looking at it, I would probably side with Owen, you know. I'm the same exact way. I was like, because I was watching something a few weeks ago and I was like, man, he was really good. 
Like it was good, man. Super underrated. Yeah. Um. Oh, the thing I always want to ask fighters, and I get I get a lot of lame answers after a weight cut because weight cuts suck, obviously. Do you have a go-to? Well, I, I'm assuming probably after the fight, you just go crazy. Do you have a go-to meal like after the fight? Yeah. Damn, man, I'll, I'll eat everything and anything in sight, really. <laughs> but I, I eat not so much as much anymore, but I used to always, it was like tradition, I'd go get a Cinnabon because I, I love Cinnabons, man. So that was like, a, that was a tradition, you know, whether it was the day after or within the next week. But yeah, I'd always had to get a celebratory Cinnabon. All right, that was a good answer. I get like, uh, I had Courtney Casey on here. She's like, chicken and rice. Everybody's like, chicken and rice. I'm like, mm. oh, I don't know. I'm like, that's that got to be. What's that? That I eat enough of that shit with throw camp. Like I don't want to eat that anymore. I want some. That's, I want some grease and some. You know. That's what I was gonna say. You got to eat that for like five weeks. Yeah. Um, I keep forgetting questions. Sorry, it's been a long week, man. <laughs> that's um, good, dude. um, now are you one of the? I, I get. Are you one of the guys you watch fights? Because I know a lot of people who like fighters are just like, yeah, I don't. I do. Yeah, I'm not like. A, there's some guys that are just like they watch absolutely everything right but um yeah i do watch it um you know i, I obviously i love watching uh, bellator obviously ufc um i'll watch some ones here uh, whenever i can and the pfl uh, but then local shows too like you know I, I coach some guys i do some commentary for a show up in canada btc so i'm watching um guys fights um, that i'm going to be commentating to study up on them so so yeah I, i'm a I, i'm a fan right now, well, let's go back to hockey for a second. Do you still watch, like, you watch it, you pay attention to it? Yeah, yeah. I, I, this year I've been, like, slacking. Like, I haven't really had as much time. And since I've had a, I got a young daughter and a, a stepson that's 12, so I don't have a whole lot of time just to chill and watch sports. But, uh, yeah, I see the two sports that I still really follow, MMA and hockey. Yeah. Now, did you see the Brad Marchand thing? Yeah, I just seen a little like the highlight clip of it, and how he's the most suspended player in history in the NHL. That's why I want to know what you thought about it because I'm a Sabres fan. I hate Brad Marchand. You're a Philly fan. You probably don't like Brad Marchand. Yeah, I mean, he's a little rat weasel. You know what I mean? Uh, good player, and he's a guy that you would love to have on your team, uh, but you hate playing against him. Right? Mm -hmm. I just don't. The six game suspension seems a little much. Everything in the NHL now seems a bit much, you know what I mean? And, and everything's a head check and everything. Like, you can't make a solid hit anymore without having to fight, you know what I mean? Like, they just make it a big thing. It's just, I don't know. I I'm, I'm guess I'm a bit more old school, and I like the the, the more crash and bang type hockey. Um, that's just me. No, I'm the same way, man. Like, I think the instigator rule should go. Yeah. Like, cause I think if your teammate gets messed up, you should be able to fight him without getting an extra two minutes. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, okay. Oh, let's go with this. Did you have a favorite hockey player growing up with the flyers? Cause you're my age, right? 35. Yeah. 35. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was like, I was a big Lindros fan. So that's probably why, you know, I, I started watching Philly and, and really, really like that. I'd say, um, yeah, Lindros was one of them. Wendell Clark, probably. Um, you know, I just love the way he played because he was a skilled player, but like tough as nails, amazing hitter, fighter. Um, yeah, man, he, he's probably my overall favorite player. Um, yeah. And I always wore number 17 after him. 
That's a great call. Yeah. Um, what's next for Josh Hill? You fought in December. When are you looking to get back? I was going to say the octagon, but not yet. <laughs> um, April. Um, I'm hoping. I just uh, I just resigned. I was that was my last fight in my contract in December. Um, so I was actually a free agent, but um, I, I had like most. I, I knew I was probably going to resign with Bellator because I, I do. They pay well. I do like their shows. I like the direction they're headed. Um, so yeah, they, they. I'm the alternate for the tournament, and they're saying the tournament's most likely going to be in April. Um, so I'm hopefully I get in that. If not, I want on that same card. Um, so yeah, hopefully no later than April. Now who's in the tournament? Is it four guys again? Eight. Eight. Oh, who is it? Yeah. So we got. Sergio Pettis, uh, Juan Archuleta, Patty Mix, Stotts. Gallagher. Gallagher somehow was in there over me. Um, Horiguchi, Higo, and Magov Meta. Um, so, so those strange. eight. Yeah. And they, if you go by the rankings, which rankings I've always said are all just a joke, but I'm number seven and they put Horiguchi at number eight, but they got him in the tournament over me. You know? I yeah, I just saw that. I looked at it because I was like, dude, I bet him and Patchy Mix would be a good fight. And then you're literally you're 21 and four. Yeah. Number seven, there's eight guys. You do the math, it doesn't add up. <laughs> no, it doesn't, right? Like, yes, yeah, so I don't know what the hell. What I'm the glad hell. you said that by the way about Gallagher. I don't I don't know, man. I'm just not sold yet. Not to sound like yeah. a keyboard warrior, like he could probably kick my ass, but Oh, but if you look, I mean, I he's an easy young guy, and he, and he probably has a bright future, and he's going to grow, but I don't think he's there yet. And if you look at the guys that he's competing against, he's fought two legitimate guys, and both guys beat him, Patchy Mix and uh, Ricky Bendejas. And that was uh, a bad one. Yeah, it was a bad one. He's finished in both, you know what I mean? But the guys that he's beat, you know, they've been giving him some good matchups, man, and builds him up. Um, and so, yeah, he's never been in there with anybody like me or anybody that I fought, you know, right. so I, I, I don't think he's, he's at that level yet. Would you say, I mean, even your first fight in Bellator was a tough fight. I can't think of his name. I just looked him up. Uh, Vinny Zani. Yeah. Yeah. Vinicius. No joke. Um, so, was Marlon Perez. who? And then Eric my Perez. next fight was Perez, who's, yep. who's, you know, legit. Would you say Marlon was your toughest fight? Um, I probably, I mean, at the time, yeah, uh, for sure. I mean, I would probably say him and him and Stotts. Yeah, those, those two. Um, the Stotts fight, just if you, it was a shit fight, man. It, you know, I, I didn't fight well. Um, our styles, it, it just kind of, there was a lot of stalemate going on. Um, I, I, I broke my arm in the first round and I blocked the kick and that didn't help things. I didn't have my proper, um, my, my coach that I was training with the whole time there because they had COVID issue. My old coach stepped in, which was great, but I hadn't worked with him in a long time. So there was just n- numerous things that just didn't line up for that, that night. And, and Stotts is, Stotts is fucking good and he's really good. Um, so yeah, it was just, I would say those two guys are my, my, my toughest fights for sure. Well, when you fought Marlon, you were only what 10 and 0 at the time, I think. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so you're still relatively young. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've learned. That's why I said that I wish Ultimate Fighter had a bit a bit later, just because I didn't have any amateur fights at all, or kickboxing or boxing or anything like that. I just kind of jumped right into pro MMA, and I learned on the job and uh, confidence and, and, and uh, feeling comfortable in the cage was something that took me a long time to get. So I just wish it happened a bit later. And you beat what's his name too, right? On the Ultimate Fighter, uh, the Irish guy Hulahan, Batty Hulahan. Yep. yep. He was good too. Didn't he have to retire? Yeah, he had some medical issue. Um, I don't remember exactly what it was, but yeah, he had to retire from fighting. Yeah, because I was gonna say he was in the UFC for a bit and then it just stopped. Yeah. Um yeah, I think that might be it, man. I don't want to take up a lot of your time because you did just say you have kids, so I don't know. <laughs> it's all good, man. Yeah. Well, I appreciate this, man. Um, I'd love to have you on again. Good luck. And I do agree definitely what you said about Bellator, especially I think Scott Coker has done some awesome things. Yeah. Because you remember, if you look at Bellator eight years ago, yeah. it was just freak show main events. Yeah, exactly. They, they were just another promotion that used a lot of ex-UFCers from their name value. Right. right? Uh, and if you're looking at now, you know, they've built up their own guys and and they have a roster full of killer look at look at my division right like yeah so it's uh they're doing things right and um i think uh yeah i think they're, they're heading the right direction yeah absolutely man well good luck hopefully you get your name called in april i don't wish anybody to get injured but if it happens it happens it happens it happens that's it yeah i feel the same way yeah all right man i will let you go you take care and thanks again i appreciate it no problem, man. Anytime. Thank you. All right, man. Take care. You too. I hope you guys enjoyed that interview. Josh was an awesome dude. I love talking. I kind of like talking wrestling with him too. That was pretty cool, especially learning who his uh, grandfather was. Um, super interesting dude. First ever international guest, Hamilton, Ontario's own Josh Hill. Again, thank you to Josh for being on the show. I'd love to have him on again. Hopefully, like I said, man, I never wish injury on anybody, but if someone were to get in her, in, entered, injured, Bellator, you know the guy to call. It's Gentleman Josh Hill. He's a beast. He is so fun to watch. Um, it, and like I said, just a genuinely good dude. Like, and I, I don't think I've had a bad dude on this show, obviously. So uh, again, thank you to Josh. That was awesome. Real real cool of him to like do this interview and it's cool of everybody to do this interview you know what i mean i'm not a huge podcast i just do this for fun i have a real job like i don't get paid from this i just do this because i love mma man um again this is like the fifth time i said it thank you to josh we're gonna jump in i know we talk ufc but we have to talk about former guest of the show logan storley coming off a big win this weekend over Neiman Gracie. Give him the fucking shot, boys. Give him the shot. It's time to get Storley back in there against Amosov. Time for him to right or wrong. It's time for him to get that fucking belt. It is time. Logan Storley. One of the best welterweights in the world. Not Bellator. The world. It's Storley's time. He's done it. He's coming off of two wins. A split decision win over Dante Shiro. And 
in my opinion, a dominating win over Demon Gracie. He controlled the pace. He controlled the stand-up. Big win for Logan Storley. Um, like I said, Storley is a beast. I like Storley, man. Awesome guy. Super well-spoken. I don't think anybody deserves the belt more than him. Um, staying on that, Andre Koreshkov with a big one over Chance. Running court. Running counter. Sorry. I saw him fighting Utica. Running counter. Um, big win. Adam Piccoletti. He beat Georgie Karakai. Oh, dude. These names are fucking so tough to pronounce. We'll call him Georgie. Um, Brendan Ward makes his return back to Bellator. Couldn't give a shit. Um, TKO win for him. Uh, Brendan Ward, I still have salty feelings towards. Mainly because he was supposed to donate to an event of ours a couple years ago. Totally stiffed us. He was in Utica, actually. Uh, or, uh, Oneida at the casino. Totally stiffed us. Brennan, you still owe us for that. Um, other than that, like I said, Logan Story, absolute beast. Deanna Bennett with a huge win over Justine Kish. Kish, sorry. Deanna Bennett, like, I follow her on Instagram. I'll mark out right now. That girl is unbelievably gorgeous. I will watch any fight with her. She had a big one over Justine Kish. Like, unanimous decision. Two of the cards were 30-26. Big win for her, man. Um, she's a hell of a fighter, too, dude. She's 12-7. and seven. Um, Interesting night. I feel like there was something I was going to talk about that wasn't UFC or Bellator related. Oh, yes. How could I forget? I actually saw it online, and it was probably the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, Mike Perry went up against Julian, what the hell's his last name? Mike Perry versus Julian Lane, the let me bang bro guy from The Ultimate Fighter. And somebody memed it online and said, the battle of the GED. I laughed so goddamn hard at that, you don't even know. And if you saw these guys' press conference, it was a fucking joke. Perry pulled out a bat like a prop. It was the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. Whoever the fuck decided to give those two Jamokes microphones is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Chad Mendez returns, though. Mendez with a violent knockout. He's back. Mendez looked fucking great, dude. He looked absolutely tremendous. Um, let's move to the UFC. We had main event, Johnny Walker, Jamal Hill. We'll get to that in a second. I'll give you my take on that because I'm kind of over it. Main card, Joaquin Buckley defeated Abdul Razak Al-Hassan. Decision, split. Buckley had that guy from all those videos, the Detroit under whatever the fuck unit. Uh, Jim Miller. Nicholas Moda. TKO punches. Jim Miller. Just the legend grows, man. I There's a dude I would love to have on this podcast. Just hearing all his trials and tribulations on other places of how he's fought with Lyme disease, how he's done this. He's coming off of two KO victories now. Unbelievable, man. 34 wins. I mean, I think he's tied. He might be tied with Cerrone now for the most all-time wins. I believe it's 23 in the UFC. Good for Jim Miller, man. Nice dude. Jim the American Miller. What a guy, man. Parker Porter. He defeated, oof, he defeated Al- Alan Badeau. Uh 
Porter, man, he could be a guy to be reckoned with. He's no joke. He looked pretty good, man. I don't really have much to say. I don't really know much about him, so I'm not going to dive into it. Kyle Dawkins defeated Jamie Pickett in a catchweight fight. Darsh Choke, second round, or first round, <clears throat> one second left. Kyle Dawkins, he's awesome. He's a good fighter. Jamie Pickett took this fight on short notice. That's why it was a catchweight fight. Big win for him, though, man. Um, yeah, it's just, it is what it is, you know. Kyle Dawkins is great. Let's move to the main event, man. I want to talk about Johnny Walker. Can we fucking stop now acting like this guy is the fucking second coming? He's lost four out of five. Um, his TKO to Corey Anderson was his undoing in Madison Square Garden because Anderson absolutely starts him. He lost to Nikita Krylov, which he Krylov beat him up and down. He lost to Tiago Santos in one of the most boring main events of 2021, in my opinion. And then he got absolutely fucking knocked out by Jamal Hill. Let's stop. Let's stop thinking. Johnny Walker's the guy because he's so neat and cool because he walks down to the ring and dances. and Dude, he's got to back it up and he hasn't done it. Against, against stiff competition, he is bad. He is bad. Let's check out his biggest win of his career. Oh, his biggest win of his career is probably... Uh, I'd say Sirkinov, but he'd probably trail off. I, you know, let's go Ryan Spann. That's pretty much it. And no, no, no shit on Ryan Spann, but every other time he's had a big opponent, he's come up super flat. And there's not much more I could say about it. I'm over Johnny Walker and his quirkiness. I genuinely don't give a shit. But that's it for the fights, man. Um, We got some big fights this weekend. Eh, I guess i take it back. I wouldn't say... Uh, I wouldn't say big fights per se. Um, but going back to a guy I was just talking about, Bobby Green, taking on Islam Makachev on a week's notice at catch weight of 160. Bobby Green's a fucking animal. An absolute animal. Literally the only fight I want to see on this card is Bobby Green versus Makachev. That's it. I don't care about any other fight. I know, I know, I'm an MMA fan. I just don't care. I want to see that fight. Bellator with a huge event this weekend. Austin Vanderfort, a.k.a. Paige Van Zandt's husband. He's taking on Gegard Mousasi for, I believe, is the middleweight title in Bellator. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's happened before. I'm wrong a lot. But I don't know. I haven't really seen Vanderford tested. And I'll... In all honesty, I mean, I don't know. I personally, I think, I think Gegard gets this running away, but I've been wrong before. Most of the time, I'm wrong. Um, this one's happening in Dublin. I'm not sure the time, but there are some big fights. Sinead Kavanaugh versus Leah McCourt. That should be a hell of a fight. You got. Again, Musasi. Yeah, it is middleweight. You got Gegard Musasi versus Austin Vanderford. Vanderford eleven and zero. Musasi forty eight and seven. Obviously, you know who has the experience advantage. But other than that, I mean, I'll definitely watch that. The main event. I don't know if I'll watch anything else on the card. 
But it should be interesting. Should be a good weekend of fights. Brett Johns is fighting too. Brett Johns versus uh, Kershad Kakarov. That should be a hell of a fight. Kakarov's eight and zero. Johns is seventeen and three. Another dude that the UFC let go. I thought too early. Um, and then when we go to the UFC this weekend, like I said, Makachev Green. I can't fucking wait. I I who you know what? I think Michael Bisbing said it said it best. Call me crazy, but I think Bobby Green can do it. I think he's crazy enough to go in there with reckless abandon and just try to beat the fucking piss out of Islam. Could be wrong. Like I said, it's happened before. Um, not 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 very heavy on the excuse me MMA news. Uh, there's a few things I do want to point out. I like I I mean obviously next weekend UFC 272 is going to be a burner. We got Covington, Masvidal, lifelong friends, bitter enemies. I know it sounds corny as fuck, but this is the fight we've been waiting for for a long ass time, man. Um, they hate each other. Like this is an actual hatred for each other. They hate each other, and I don't. And this is what I want to watch. I want to watch this. I want to see each other. I want to see them beat the shit out of each other. I think you're mistaken if you think Colby's going to try to stand there and bang with Masvidal because Masvidal will piece him up. I think if Colby doesn't try to utilize his wrestling, it's over. Uh, I, I It's a 50-50 fight for me, to be honest with you. I know Masvidal's coming off a couple losses. I don't care. I don't care. I, they're both dogs. They're both awesome. It's going to be a hell of a fight, hell of a main event. The whole the whole main card's incredible. Uh Co-main, uh, Rafael Dos Anjos versus Rafael Faziz, Faziv, sorry, Edson Barbosa versus Bryce Mitchell, Kevin Holland versus Cowboy Oliveira. And now I want to come to the talking point. Sergey Spivak. And you're like, you know, Pat, why are you, why are you shitting on Sergey Spivak? You know, young guy, 27 years old, he's 13 and 3. Um, I'm shitting on him because he's fighting Greg Hardy and they keep putting Greg Hardy on main cards of pay-per-views, and I just don't fucking get it. Well, I don't get it. It makes no sense to me. He's 2-2 two and two in his last four. Two finishes. He's gotten finished twice. I, I just don't get it. And, and, you know, he's fucking embarrassing, too, dude. He calls Tai Tuivasa a bitch because he stood and banged. He clipped Tuivasa, and then Tuivasa knocked him out. I don't... I don't know. Greg Hardy's a fucking clown, man. I don't respect him. I think he's a piece of shit. I don't care. I'll say it to his face. Yeah, he can kill me. Don't give a shit, man. No respect for the dude. Um, it just is what it is, man. I think it's ridiculous. I don't think... The only reason... Let's be real. The only reason Greg Hardy puts asses in the seats is because everybody wants to see him get knocked the fuck out. It's the only reason. That's it, man. Or just... I don't get it. I that's that's literally the only reason. It, it's embarrassing. One second. Um, I don't know. Uh, Jeremy Stevens we talked about before signed with the PFL. Looks like Anthony Pettis wants that, and I'll I'll take that in a heartbeat. I I think Jeremy Stevens again is a douche. Courtney Casey and I talked about it before. 
He's an asshole. He thinks who the fuck he is. I I just don't get it. Um, yeah, man. I I think two seventy two is gonna be a fight card every UFC fan wants to see. It's gonna be awesome. There's a lot of good shit coming down the pipe from UFC from me. Hopefully, working on some more interviews. But that's it for me, guys. This week's episode was brought to you by Gallon Gear. Go to gallongear.com. Use the promo code Tailgate. Get yourself twenty percent off your first order. Get yourself a gallon jug. Get yourself a sleeve. Get yourself a half gallon jug. They have little jugs too. Get yourself a sleeve, dude. Put your cell phone in there. Put your keys in there. Don't be that fucking ass plug who fucking walks around with a Poland Springs water bottle that you have for two months. You know how gross that shit is? Go to gallonagear.com. Use a promo code tailgate. Get 20% off your first purchase. That's it for me from the red corner. I'll see you guys next week, hopefully with another amazing interview. Hope you guys enjoyed Josh Hill, like I said. For the 30th time, again, thank you to him. Amazing guest. Hope to have him back on again. You guys take care. Have fun watching the fights this weekend. I'll see you next week. Oh, by the way, before the show's over, just a disclaimer. The song to start the show, I'm not being a weirdo. That's what our guy, Bam Bam Tai Tuivasa, came out this weekend. So if you got a problem with the song, you can fuck off. That's Bam Bam's song, and I'm here for him. Have a good weekend.